Hey, Moving Forward listeners, believe it or not, the holidays are right around the corner. So get the ball rolling and get your ducks in a row. The Corporate Clichés Coloring Book makes the perfect white elephant office party gift or surprise stocking stuffer for your favorite work-from-home colleague. It's available now on Amazon. You can also find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. Let's celebrate the holidays with some low-hanging fruit and a bubbling glass of synergy. Listeners, this is episode 409. John Lim here, continuing on with our podcasting mini series. For those of you who are on Spotify, you can watch the video. I've got a very special guest, a returning guest, actually. Uh, Rich, this is your fourth time back on the show. So uh, welcome. Hey, John. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Rich Perry, you are a very, very cool guy. You're a very prolific content creator. And uh, just to give you a little background, so I'm doing a refresh of a mini series that I did back in 2019. I thought because podcasting, the tech has gotten so much easier now that uh, it was worth revisiting. And I wanted to talk with you because you've done so much uh, in content creation, podcasting, and I thought you would have some great wisdom to share with moving forward listeners, especially those who are thinking about starting a podcast or maybe are on the fence about it. So uh, let's let's get started. Uh, Rich, share a little bit of your background and how you got into podcasting. Yeah, awesome. So um, I first got my first taste as a podcast host. Um, when I was uh, part of the Change Book series, uh, mm-hmm. and this is something that you and I talked about yep. on your um, writing series. Yep. So, uh, you know, I joined this JV, and they were looking for ways to, you know, publicize it and get the word out and promote it and stuff like that. Uh, one of the other people, one of the other co-authors, started a, a podcast. Later on, she then handed it off to to me. Um, so that was the first time I was ever on the uh, interviewer side of the podcast. And, um, we did it for a, for a couple months or whatever. Then we handed it off to someone else. Um, and then I kind of like took a little break from a little bit. And then I started my own podcast, which is 10 minute mentor with Rich Perry. Uh, and then that podcast is, is basically, you know, delivering great bite-sized chunks in 10 minutes or less, give you an action step at the end and kind of send you out there to utilize what you just learned, utilize it in real life. I love that story. So I didn't know that your podcasting journey sparked from writing a book. And I do, I do encourage our listeners do check out the the book writing mini series, which I did earlier in the year. Rich was a guest on there, shared some great tips on getting started with a joint venture. So had you, uh, how familiar with, were you with podcasts before, before that whole experience? Had you guessed it on them? Had you listened to them? I, I'm, I'm curious what your familiarity was with podcasts. Great question. So even going back even further, <laughs> I used to do college radio when okay. I was in college. So I mean, it was different, obviously, because we we're using full boards and things like that. But I, 
knew all the basics of, you know, how to speak into the microphone and how to project yourself and how to articulate when you're speaking and like, you know, just being in an environment where you're, you might be sharing ideas with someone else and not having to talk on top of them and, and giving room to breathe and things like that. Um, all the basics that we learned in college radio, I was able to then transfer into the world of podcasting. Um, I'd been on a few podcasts as a guest before I was a host of a show. Um, so I at least had some kind of like understanding of, oh, this is, this is what it feels like to be a guest on the show. Uh, and then I kind of used that in, okay, now I'm going to start hosting a podcast. And that was with the JV. Um, and then I just took everything that I learned and then used it when I started my own podcast. And, and talk a little bit about that. So you contributed to a joint venture writing a um, piece of a book mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about the idea of using a podcast to promote that. Cause I think that's really cool. Cause one of the things that I've covered over the last couple of weeks is that there are many different reasons why you might want to launch a podcast. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit of what you think the benefits are of using a podcast or launching a podcast to promote a book or any other project. Yeah. So this one was, um, was very unique in that, as I mentioned, it was a book series. It was a joint venture book series, excuse me. So each book had, you know, 15 to 20 authors. And, uh, I mean, th there were a lot of books in the book series. So, each in each uh, podcast episode featured a different author, or maybe there were two or three authors if they had like similar topics or whatever. Um, so it was unique in that that was the closed community, but it was in order to promote the entire book series as a whole. Uh, but I mean, using a podcast to promote a book, uh, it, it's, it's a great avenue. You know what I'm saying? Because there's, there are a lot of people that love to listen to podcasts, maybe on their daily commute, maybe when they're uh, going to the store for groceries, maybe mm -hmm. when they're at the gym or things like that, you can't necessarily sit down with a book itself, but maybe you want to utilize the podcast just to spread tips and tricks about uh, things that you discuss in your book, or maybe you want to read certain selections or summarize certain selections. Um, and I would strongly encourage listeners out there right now, like that might be an avenue that might be a great tool for you to promote your book or your writing, um, or it might even be a tool to, as you and I discussed in a previous episode, maybe you're starting to um, solidify or build the foundation for your book. So this is a great way to start getting those ideas out fleshing them out. And then you're able to say, Hey, this works, this works, this works, this doesn't work. This will go in something else, but these all these ideas right here, this is going to go into the book, you know, and then you can really yeah. flesh them out and build them into something solid moving forward. So you can use it both ways, breaking it down or building it up. Absolutely. And that's something that I, I covered a couple of weeks ago is the whole ideation stage and you can have a goal and a result with a podcast. So one, one way is maybe you're promoting a work or a project that you're working on, or you're using the podcast as an avenue to create that final project. So I love that you're sharing both perspectives. Well, Rich, you know, this the purpose of this series is to give tips and encouragement to moving forward listeners because podcasting has exploded. I mean, it's just continuing to snowball. There are more podcasts than ever, but 
I, I read or heard a statistic that, the, you know, that there are over 2 million new podcasts out there, but most of them don't have a single episode out. So the technology has gotten a lot easier in our, in, to launch a podcast. It's mostly just a couple of clicks, but there are a lot of people who aren't putting out the content. So, you know, as someone who has experience in broadcasting, as someone who's who's done podcasting, what are what are some of pieces of advice do you have for getting started? You know, and and for this series, I'm not even covering the tech yet because I really think mm -hmm. the tech is the easy part now. You know, right. whereas when I started, <laughs> there was a learning curve for that. So, uh, in terms of getting started with your content, planning it out. What are some of the things that you can share with our listeners, either from your experience as a broadcaster or or things you picked up or learned as you were launching your podcast? One of the one of the first things I would say, John, is to really figure out what is the ideal podcast episode, the flow, the format for for you and for your audience, because there, uh, a podcast episode, a podcast series can take a lot of different shapes. You know, it could be interview based, like what we're doing right now. Um, it could be you, you could be the only one doing it. You know, maybe it's uh, you're just delivering your best tips and tricks. Maybe you're a coach or an author or something like that. And you're sharing your own expertise. So you're you're basically building your authority platform using your podcast. Uh, how long is it going to be? Is it going to be five minutes? Is it going to be 10 minutes? Is it going to be 20 minutes? Is it going to be an hour? Is it going to be two hours? You know, like figuring out um, how long you can go for figuring out how long your listeners, your ideal target audience actually can maintain their attention. Like what's going to be that big value for them? Do they have the time to listen to 20 minutes or 30 minutes? Do they have the time to listen for an hour? Are they, are they going to click off after the first couple minutes because you're not delivering on the promise? Um, those are important, important things to consider. Uh, so, I mean, and the, the best way that I would say to do that, and, and John, maybe you can throw some out there, um, you know, just reach out to your, the, the people that you think would be your target audience and kind of just do a little market research and figure out like, what are the podcasts they listen to? What's the format like? What's the time frame like? And then see if that's what you think holds true. Um, and then later on, you might need to go back to the drawing board. If you realize that it's it's not hitting the way that you think it should be, maybe it doesn't resonate with you. Maybe it doesn't resonate with them. It might be a time to kind of go back to that drawing board and say, hey, you know what? We might need to tweak some things and that's okay too. You know, Don't be afraid to kind of restructure or rebrand it if it's going to be a better result in the end. Yeah, I love that. Asking your potential audience. And uh, you've talked about this with the book writing series. So do you do you recommend doing that through social media? Uh, what are your recommendations in kind of crafting that uh, that target audience in your mind? Uh, I would say social media is definitely a big help because that's where a lot of people are going to be listening. It, it To me, it doesn't make sense reaching out to folks that aren't online because they're probably not going to be the ones listening to your podcast. They mm -hmm. maybe, maybe, you know, they're just not on social media, but they still have that iTunes subscription or something like that. Um, but, you know, utilizing social media to reach out um, might be a, a good way to start hitting that target audience and say, Hey, 
What are you looking for in a podcast? This is what I'm thinking about. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? Or if not, could you provide feedback? Uh, maybe there's something I just haven't considered yet. Yeah, I love that. It's great advice. I mean, again, we're talking about there's a lot of what I call due diligence, even before you launch the show that mm -hmm. you could do. There's a lot of market research you can do. And I love that you're sharing those tips today. Rich, I'd love for you to share with our listeners. What are some of the benefits that you found from having a podcast, both tangible or intangible? Because that's something that I think a lot of people wonder about, you know, what, what, in addition to just, you know, I, I can promote a business where I can promote something I'm working on, but I think there's so many other benefits outside of that. So can you share some of the benefits, uh, including ones that you were surprised by, by having a podcast? One of the things that I've really used my podcast for is to position myself as like a speaker uh, and a trainer and, and even like a consultant, you know, because I'm out there sharing my expertise. Now with 10 Minute Mentor, as I had mentioned, um, originally it was interview based, but then I ended up restructuring things. And then it was like, okay, now I'm just going to deliver my expertise in 10 minutes or less. Um, and I've used that when I pitch myself for speaking opportunities or conferences and things like that. Um, in addition to submitting like the pitch and my speaker sheet, I've also submitted uh, links to the podcast. And that shows, hey, not only do I have some information that I want to share, but you know, here, here's here's an opportunity for you to listen to me delivering on my podcast. Um, and, and that's been really helpful because, uh, you know, when, when people hear what it is that I'm saying on my podcast, um, I think I've gotten more opportunities as a speaker from, from the podcast. Oh, it's interesting. You mentioned that because it, the podcast in essence for that purpose really is your demo reel, right? <laughs> Whenever someone <laughs> says, Hey, do you have a demo reel of some of your speaking engagements? Well, you have a whole bunch of those on your podcast. And I will add an, another benefit. Um, and this relates directly to you and I is that it's, it's an incredible networking opportunity. And that's something I didn't anticipate because as a, as a result of both you and I being in the podcasting world, we got invited to be, uh, you know, experts on Winnie Sun's uh, Level Up show uh, about a year or two ago, and that's how you and I connected actually, because <laughs> we were both we were both the uh, the panel experts, and and Winnie is just a great you know connector all around. But that's how I connected with Winnie, and and mm -hmm. podcasting just had this this effect of. You know, it, it's the reason why I was more active on social media. It's the reason why I've connected with people like Winnie and as a result have been able to connect with people like you. Absolutely. And and yeah, you and I didn't know each other before Winnie's show. And and since then we've collaborated, yep. uh, we've shared ideas when we when you and I were restructuring our podcasts. Yes. We were going back and forth as our own soundboards and helping each other out. So yeah, I mean the people you meet just from podcasting. We're talking today with Rich Perry on episode four and nine. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, Moving Forward listeners. If you're interested in starting a side hustle, selling clothes from your closet, I've spent over four years helping my dad expand his brick and mortar business with Poshmark. In my book, The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, I take you step-by-step -step with clear instructions, pictures, worksheets, and skill-building exercises to get you started. 
book covers everything from taking great listing photos to creating videos that pop using nothing more than your smartphone. The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is available in paperback and for Kindle. I've also created a companion workbook, the Poshmark Seller Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses. Both books are available on Amazon, where you can find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. Start learning and moving forward today. All right, continuing on. This is a great conversation. This is Moving Forward Episode 409 with Rich Perry. You're talking all things podcasting today. So Rich, one of the things that you left off on, which I want to talk a little bit about, is restructuring your podcast. And that's something that I've done. And as your time changes, as your demands on your time change, it's okay to restructure the podcast because it is such a flexible medium. So can you talk a little bit about that, about why you would want to restructure your podcast, what considerations go into that, anything that you'd like to share with our listeners on that front? Yeah. So, um, and, and I've, I've restructured it in a few different ways. Um, so the, the first one to answer your question, uh, John is I restructured the format of it because originally it was interview based, but in the big, even from the beginning, it was 10 minute mentor. And I had this idea of like, we're going to deliver, you know, valuable tips and, uh, insights in 10 minutes or less. And it's going to be great for people on the go, you know, and that's, that was the target audience, like people on the go, people that couldn't fit in a 20 or 30 minute, 30 minute episode, but because it was interview based, it was difficult to get experts, um, to, for me to ask the question, then to answer the question and, and even have some kind of back and forth dialogue in 10 minutes or less. Then there was the intro and the outro. You like, I, I felt like I wasn't delivering a, a real value-based uh, podcast because sometimes it was, it seemed rushed. And then there were episodes when maybe I didn't have uh the the confidence or the assertiveness to like stop them and then like mid mid discussion you know it was turning into more of a rant and then it wasn't 10 minute mentor it was 15 and 20 minute mentor and i i, I didn't have that consistency of it's always going to be a 10 minute episode so um to go uh to continue the answering the question john i ended up saying hey you know what it's not going to be interview based anymore um, maybe once in a while I would bring in for a special episode and then it was kind of interview, but then I let everyone know ahead of time, Hey, we're going to go a little bit longer than 10 minutes this time. Um, and then from there, it was just me delivering my expertise, uh, my insights, uh, in 10 minutes or less. And then I was able to hold true to the theme of the show. Um, Another way that I restructured was, and this is what you and I were dealing with a while back, is I went from one platform to another. And, you know, I know that uh, we're not really talking about this, but I, folks research the platforms because yeah. they're not all created equal. So yeah, just no, going to leave, leave it there. Well, actually, you know, we, we will talk a little bit about that because that's uh, that's also part of the discussion that you and I have had ongoing. But one thing that you brought up, which I really, really like is considering the time of your audience, you know, does your audience have time to listen to a particular length of podcast? And I had a, a very similar uh, journey in which I was doing interviews 
moving forward for the first 200 episodes were all interviews, 30 to 40 minutes, sometimes over an hour. And then I got to a point in my schedule where I couldn't fit those interviews in anymore. So I reformatted it to a much shorter podcast in, in 2019 to five to seven minute episodes. I got rid of all the frills and everything. And then as I had more time in my schedule, I was able to basically do a hybrid like I do now where it's, where it's a solo podcast, but I bring on occasionally great guests like you. And so what what I love what you're sharing is is the, the medium can evolve as you evolve. Right. Because as you take on more responsibilities and I, you're one of the busiest people I know, I mean, on top of everything else you're doing, I mean, you're, you're currently in it. I'm going to shout out, you're in an MBA program. You're, you're juggling all these responsibilities. And I love that you can morph the podcast, not only to your listeners needs, but to your own. And that's mm -hmm. something that I've done throughout. Um, but something I want to ask uh, because I, I think there is a disconnect between those who maybe want to launch a podcast and those who actually put out the content, or maybe those who have launched a podcast but haven't put out that first episode. So mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about this? What, what do you think holds people back from recording that episode and putting it out? And what are some ways you think that people can get over that fear and, and put themselves out there? I mean, I think, I think it's different for a lot of people. Um, maybe one of the, the biggest ones or, or maybe I'll say that one of the most obvious ones is just like, whether it's like imposter syndrome or just not thinking, um, whether it's not thinking that you have the expertise enough to share or not have the experience enough to share your expertise, not have the authority enough to share your expertise. Uh, or maybe, uh, you know, you're you're busy looking at the Joe Rogans of the world who have like big, ex expensive uh, studios behind them. And maybe, um, you know, you're someone who's just recording in your living room or whatever like that. Right. And you're like, oh, man, how can I how can I like compete with a Joe Rogan who's got, you know, fancy thousand dollar microphones and then big lights and this and that and this and that. Um, and it can cause many, many of us to get in our own heads and be like, Oh, well, who am I to be a podcaster? You know? Um, but then you go to an event like a pod, uh, pod fest, which, you know, I, I love pod fest and you meet people that do it out of their living rooms and they don't have fancy studio setups and they're not, um, they're not competing with Joe Rogan's and, and people like that. And they have very successful, podcasts and they have loyal followers and they have um they've been able to uh leverage their podcast for bigger opportunities and then when you talk to these people and you're like wow you know i've i've been wasting all this time or not really wasting but i've been procrastinating all this time because i i i didn't pull the trigger and you know i meet this person i meet that person and they're just like me and they're doing it I should have pulled the trigger five months ago, you know? Um, so I, I, I think it's a lot of different reasons, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, one of the things that I talked about just last week is setting expectations and not comparing yourself to someone else. Because if you just look at the, the one or two success stories that are highlighted in the media, I mean, it's mm -hmm. easy to hold yourself back. But the fact of the matter is, 
there's so many podcasts out there, like you said, great ones and successful ones that are recorded right out of their living room or, or dining room or whatever. And there's so many intangible results to doing this other than sure. simply, you know, having the fancy studio or getting the the accolades or the sponsorships. There's so many benefits. So mm -hmm. I, I think one of the keys is just being passionate about what you're talking about. If you have something that you really love to talk about, then chances are there's someone else out there who's going to love listening to that because they're equally passionate about that topic. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that you're sharing that. Talk about the momentum part, because I think another thing is that, and I've heard the statistic, maybe you, you've heard something similar that most podcasts will peter out anywhere between 12 to 15 episodes. And in fact, the number might even be lower with the number of uh, podcasts that have launched in the last two years. So I, I think there's a, a phenomenon in which there's a lot of excitement in starting something and it could be anything, whether it's launching a podcast or a YouTube channel, but then there's once you get over that that hump or once that shine of that new thing kind of wears away, talk a little bit about sustaining the momentum. What what are some things that you can share about that of creating content on a consistent basis, which you, you've done so well in so many different areas? Thank you. Um, yeah, like as you said, it's it's um, <laughs> you realize how difficult it is when you're doing no. it alone. I mean, if if you're someone who you can outsource and you're not doing everything by yourself, then it's a you know, it's just dedicating the time to the actual recording or whatever. But when you're the marketer, when you're making your own designs, when you're pressing record when you're your own producer and you're the talent it's it's a lot to do so you're right you do need to maintain that momentum or you're going to get yourself burned out um and one of the best things that i could uh suggest is to find a community of other podcasters and uh, just like anything whether it's going to the gym in the new year or whether it's you know creating some business goals for yourself, mm -hmm. um, join groups in your area or in your uh, digital universe where you can connect with like-minded podcasters and be that support system for each other so that you're helping each other, you're learning those tips and tricks to make life easier. Um, it might just be you had a rough day or maybe you had a bad episode and you just need someone to share it with to you know, get their advice or what would you do in my situation kind of thing that could make all the difference. Having those people in your area, like for me, myself, I come from a small area um, geographically I'm talking about, and there's only like a handful of podcasters in my area. And before that, I didn't know. I mean, I've only met a few within the last like year or two before that my community was all online. It was like people like you and people that I've met at PodFest, Um, and those were my podcast buddies, even though you were two States away, it was like, well, I don't have anyone in my immediate area. So I better find some friends on in the uh, social media multiverse to build and connect with for that support. Otherwise I knew that I was going to get burned out. So, and that was how I, that was one of the ways that I kept my momentum was, is finding those like-minded people online. Yeah. I love that. And, and it doesn't always have to be about uh, the, the momentum. You can also find best practices. So I'm going to 
shout out to a conversation we had in the spring where speaking of technology and hosting, <laughs> we got into a great conversation about hosting. And both of us had been with the same host provider for a number of years. And as a result of that conversation, I mean, I made a big change to the podcast. And in fact, I ended up taking a break over the summer because I was doing so much work both on my book and uh, on the podcast as a result. But, uh, you know, both of us, uh, you know, talked a lot about, I mean, you were great. You know, we had a couple of conversations about Anchor, and I'm going to be talking about hosting and technology and platforms uh, pretty soon in an upcoming episode, but this will serve as kind of a sneak peek. So piggybacking off of what you said earlier, do your research on, you know, the the platforms and the technology, because it does change. And, and you know, I wouldn't have gotten on Anchor had I not had that conversation with you. I mean, I it was sort of on the back burner, but because of our conversation, it really just kind of sparked that uh, that momentum, that idea in my head that, oh, you know what? This might be a good change to make now. And it's been fantastic. And and yeah, and it was because you reached out to me because I was in the same a similar situation in that I had all my episodes archived on the previous platform, which won't be named, right? but was charging <laughs> me many, many dollars every single month. And it was more like a, it was, I was weighing the inconvenience of it, of having to transfer everything. But then just through a conversation with you and you and I did our research and I realized I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's not as easy as it, it, <laughs> It, it, or I should say it's it's not as difficult as I worked right. it up to be. And I'm like, how much money have I been wasting because I didn't want to I didn't want to be inconvenienced. And now I'm so glad that we had that yeah. conversation. So well, now we can look at it as look at how much money you've saved since you've made those big changes. So I mean, and that's an example of you know, having someone that you can bounce ideas off of, you know, having connecting with a fellow podcaster. And I think that's a great theme that's been throughout this conversation is that you will find a tribe, not only with maybe your audience, but with fellow podcasters. And I think that's a great way to keep up the momentum. Well, Rich, this has been a great conversation. Where can our listeners find you and learn more about all the great stuff that you're doing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, go to my website, richperry.com or find me on all the cool social media channels at Coach Rich Perry. Awesome. And is there anything currently that you're working on that you'd like to mention to Moving Forward listeners? Uh, I've got homework to do. If anyone wants to help me with homework, I would love to just reach out to me. I'll tell you what I'm working on. <laughs> you, you, you know, take a section and just do it and give it back to me and I'll submit it. Absolutely. And I'll have uh, Rich's uh, information posted on the write-up, which will be at bemovingforward.com. This is episode 409 with Rich Perry, a great conversation. Moving forward, listeners, you've gotten a lot of great knowledge and wisdom, and I hope this is giving you the encouragement to plan and launch your podcast. Rich, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and taking a little bit of time away from your homework to share your tips and your knowledge about podcasting. John, thanks so much. I really appreciate it being here every time I'm here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Likewise. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.